Welcome to the Fields of Fantasy Podcast, hosted by Pestle and Ed. Hello and welcome to the week nine edition of the Fields of Fantasy Podcast. Your ears are not deceiving you. This is Ed without Pestle, but this week Tom has taken his place. Tom, welcome. It is your first week on the main show. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, okay. Avid listeners will know that Tom is a man of few words in the introduction, but I'm hoping he's just got getting warmed up. But yeah, I mean, I think I'm excited to have you here, Tom. Yeah, I feel like Leonard Fournette, straight up off the practice squad, straight in. Well, I hope you're not as bad as him. Is that unfair? Is that no? Fournette is, is a solid running back. Uh, but yeah, no pestle. He's away on holiday. He's in Cornwall, but he will be editing the podcast. So the grand plan is to phase Pestle out, would we say? Lost <laughs> the ambition. Yeah, I think as he's editing the podcast, I'm, I'm, that might have even disappeared. But, but anyway, we're here. We're here to provide you with your uh, fantasy top tips for the week, hopefully. Uh, and it was another great week of NFL action, Tom. Did you enjoy your bonus hour of fantasy football? It was nice to see the very end of Red Zone be able to stay up and watch it all. Yes, particularly as the Bengals, uh, best win of the season, looking very good. I stayed right till the end. I enjoyed every minute of it. It's weird watching it at the end because towards the end, the, like Scott Hansen starts doing like <laughs> yeah, things. I was yeah, like, oh, is that what happens yeah. at the end? I was always thinking how he filled at the end when there's only one or two games going. He's got a great job, I think, really. A very good job. And Broncos win at Chiefs. Biggest shock of the season so far? It got to be. Got to be. I mean, Mahomes was poorly sick, wasn't he? But I think, I think, I think the Broncos deserved it, didn't they? They were yeah. significantly better, no touchdown. They've got some talent on the roster, haven't they? They just haven't really shown through it all this season. It all comes together in one week for them against the, one of the better teams. And we'll, we'll talk a bit more about the Broncos later on. We're now halfway-ish through the regular season, so that means, fancy-wise, playoffs are coming up on the horizon. Uh, I'm in... Well, I've looked at my dynasty and redraft leagues, not looking at best ball. I'm, I'm up and down in best ball. But in my uh, dynasty and redraft leagues, I'm currently up in five, down in four, uh, and even in four. Uh, so I'm hopeful of at least half a dozen playoffs. Uh, what about you, Tom? How are you doing? Uh, pretty terribly, to be honest. So up in two, down in two, and even in one in terms of dynasty, and then redraft, uh, pretty much down in all of them, apart from I'm even in the money league. That's yeah, it. It's like Pestle's never yeah. been away, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, we, we, we almost follow the Pestle strategies. I mean, in one league in particular, uh, that I'm doing pretty terribly in, I'm one and seven. And I've already made a trade in that, that league. I've traded away CMC in that league. And already for next season, I've got four first round picks in the wow. rookie draft that I've managed to build up through my trades. Which I mean, league's that in? Uh, it's called the European Dynasty oh, okay. Super League. That's I don't right. need to make that. any moves. That's no. all right. It, I mean, my roster is now terrible. I think I've traded away too many picks. But is that sort of thing you're thinking about at the moment? Trades in leagues where you're starting to, you know, not fancy your chances? Uh, yeah, a few of the keeper ones. I mean, redraft. Potentially, but it's, it's who I've got that anyone given any value for. Dynasty, I like to keep hold of my um, of my rookie picks, really. Yeah, I mean, have a look at what value you've got before the trade deadline. Obviously, trade deadline's different in each league, so make sure you know when that is. Sleeper, if you use that app, tend to give you a warning when your trade deadline's approaching. So, especially if you're struggling in that league, you think there's no chance of making the playoffs, now is the time to cash in, isn't it? You'll get top value yeah, for your players. maximum value on your players for your picks, so get it done. So get it done while you can. Um, so, introduction over, Tom. We've put it off long enough. Uh, are you ready for the most exciting part of the week? I'm nervous. You're nervous. You should be nervous, but I, I think nerves are a good thing. Malcolm, 
Fantasy Heroes. Wide receiver one was C.D. Lamb. He roasted the Rams' defense with 12 receptions, including two touchdowns for a huge 41 fantasy points. Second up, just a hop, skip and a jump for DeAndre Hopkins, leaping into wide receiver two position with 34 points on just four receptions. QB1 was somehow third top 10 finish for the QB8 as he threw four passing touchdowns to continue to upset Pestle. Career game for the ever-present Gus Edwards, Pestle will be happy. 28 points and three touchdowns for this week's RB3. RB1 was Jameer Gibbs. How did he back up RB3 in week seven? He went two better. 29.9 points for the rookie as he helped the Lions roar against the Raiders. Trey Magnifique as Trey McCry marches past the injured Zach Ertz into tight end one with 95 yards and a touchdown with 25 and a half. Uh, yeah, it will never come out in the edit. It took a few takes, <laughs> yeah. but, but we, we we got there in the end. It, it, it's time pressure is hard. Yeah, you know? yeah. But it's worth it. It's worth it for our listeners. No messing around, though. Straight into fantasy zeros. Like a toddler's tantrum, Cup ends up knocked all over with four receptions, 21 yards for just six points. Even worse, wide receiver 100 was Devontae Adams. He was fuming on the sidelines, and I think he's missing his mate Derek Carr. It's a lazy pun, but you may as well have been a bollard. Tony Pollard with just six and a half points on 12 attempts and 53 yards. Holy sick, Patrick. QB 30, he had his worst week of the season. No passing touchdowns and 6.6 points. A goose egg for the show's count of running back, surely not. It's Miles Sanders with zero on just two rushes. Just two receptions for Dalton Schultz, five yards. After three top six weeks, the bye did him no favours as he ended up with 2.5 points. There we go, Heroes and Zeros done, Tom. Yeah, it was a tough week to select this week. I'd say particularly for Heroes, a lot going on. I think... Uh, one man who didn't make it into the list, who's probably the story of the the season, well, the, not the season, the story of the week, undoubtedly, was Will Levis. Yeah. So I think you've got some more on him later on when we talk about uh, Fire from the Wire. Definitely. Uh, Just nice to see him looking happy, I suppose, after all those pictures of him with his uh, lovely, I think now, ex-girlfriend at the draft. Good to see the oh, man smiling. Oh, yes, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, one week, you know, very good week, of course. I think my bit of advice for fancy players would be calm down, people. Um, I mean, it was a hell of a debut, very exciting. He played the Falcons, who aren't a great defence. He's got three tough defences coming up, the Steelers, the Bucks, and the Jags, so we'll see how he does. I mean, the major beneficiary of Will Levis was Mr. DeAndre Hopkins, three receiving touchdowns. Uh, in one week under Levis, after how many in six weeks under Tannehill? One. No, zero. So those were his first touchdowns really? of the season. I think I saw him smile. Uh, so, yeah. so you don't often get that with <laughs> no. D-Hop. So no, he, he he looked much happier. Oh, man. So we'll see. We'll see how that develops. AJ Brown, uh, another one who was close to being a hero, hundred percent in terms of receptions, eight of eight. He started off with kind of two quiet weeks, fancy wise. But since then, he's been wide receiver 11, 1, 13, 7, 2, and 3. And he's the only one who looks close to Hill, really, at the moment. Yeah, I mean, he's truly elite, isn't he? He's playing in a truly elite offense. Um, he's only going to score points and do well. The Broncos, I think we, we mentioned them at the start, and we'll uh, we'll talk about them now, because they snapped that 16-game losing streak against the Chiefs. 16 games, I think it was the longest active streak between two teams in the league. So... 
Uh, I mean, well done to the Broncos. Uh, I saw a stat this week. And, uh, well, I'm going to say disgust, Tom. So, uh, Matt, I think this was probably posted by a, a Broncos fan. Mahomes has had 15 passing touchdowns and eight interceptions this season, whereas Russell Wilson's had 16 passing touchdowns and four interceptions. That makes Russell Wilson better. No. So not, no, no. Stats can say anything. They can. Uh, uh, lies, damn lies, and statistics. Uh, yes, I think uh, we can take that very much with a pinch of salt. But yeah, the Broncos look good. The defence scored 18 points. I mean, do you think the likes of Javante Williams and Jerry Judy are going to become more fancy relevant as we start to see Sean Payton's influence? I think Williams, obviously, coming back from the injury, as he comes on, he should progress with the season. Judy's just so inconsistent, isn't he? Sutton seems to, for me, draw them. I've got Judy on a few teams and Sutton just seems to draw all the targets from him, really. Yes. Yeah, Judy's let me down in a lot of places. He's one of those players that I think I have a slight irrational, not hatred of, but it's someone who, who's <laughs> let me down before. Um, I'm going to sound the Joe Burrow Claxon because I, I can talk about him this week and I can be really positive about him. Fair enough. I'm going to talk about him in tandem with Josh Allen because the two of them come head-to-head in Sunday Night Football. The last time they met was the infamous DeMar Hamlin game, of course. So that was a game that was bubbling up very nicely before, uh, you know, the awful scenes uh, involving DeMar Hamlin. This week, they were QB2 and QB4, uh, and they go head-to-head Sunday night football. Is Joey B back, Tom? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Did he ever go away? I suppose it, the injury, yeah, I think. Yeah, it was just that's what's hampered him, hasn't it, really? They've been quite honest about that, and perhaps they should have benched him, allowed him to heal, um, but... Just you could see his movement yeah, and everything. Yeah, he wasn't and, right, was he? No, and and he, he's so he looks so much better. I mean, one week does not make a season, but I mean, what a week! Twenty eight of thirty two and three passing touchdowns. Last three weeks he's been QB eight, fourteen and four, uh, and that was after starting as QB thirty one, twenty one, twenty six and twenty eight. Um, he's still, I think, QB twenty three overall. So nowhere where you'd expect him to be, but I fully expect him to start paying back his fancy managers now. And he owes them, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he's even his teammates, really. Uh, CMC, uh, if you have CMC, what points total are you disappointed with? What, what do you want from him each week? At least 25. I know, that, that's bonkers, yeah. isn't it? It's really, it seems quite unfair on him, but genuinely, you want at least 20 from him, don't you? Um, he got his second best score um, since week four, uh, 29.8 points. Uh, and that's his 17th consecutive game with the touchdown. How many touchdowns in eight weeks? 15. Got a bit high. Got a bit high. 13. 13. Not good enough. Only on course for about 25 touchdowns. That's all. Very very average. Dak Prescott moving back to quarterbacks. Either side of the bye, he's been QB1 and QB3. He clearly likes playing against the LA teams because that was against the Chargers and the Rams. What are your thoughts on Dak? Are you in or out on Dak? He's just, he's inconsistent, isn't he? That's why he's around. Is he about QB12, 13, something like that? Yeah, he'd be a, I think he might be sneaking into the top 10 overall, yeah. potentially. He's got the Eagles next. So that's a big test. Yeah. yeah. Alvin Kamara, bearing in mind he missed the first three weeks, yep. is currently RB... 20. Six. Wow. RB6. Can you believe it? So he didn't play in the first three weeks. He's been a top 10 running back every week since. I couldn't believe that. I, I would have said maybe 15, but RB6. Yeah, yeah, that is phenomenal. He's an elite player, though, isn't he? He really is a special man. He really is. I mean, you know, he's done some magical things in the past. And yeah, he now he's now he's fit. And it looks like, you know, any other issues are behind him. He's someone that is producing. And if you've got him in the draft, you've got oh, I took steal. him in a couple of places. Yeah. So you've had an absolute yeah. steal there. Uh, Tyreek Hill. He's just relentlessly elite, isn't he? He's on course for about 18 touchdowns and 2,000 yards. 
So, yeah. I mean, in eight weeks, only twice has he been below wide receiver four. So apart from that, he's been four above every week. And I think that the funny thing is, he's maybe only been a hero once or twice. Really? But I think he's just like, <laughs> relate on like 25 just points just below. from him That's every it. time. Don't you look at oh, Hillcott, what you yeah, want, you know, yeah, let's yeah, look yeah. around him. It was a great week for a couple of sophomore wide receivers. Dotson with 24.8 points. We'll talk about him later in the podcast in another, another section. And Rashid Shahid, great name, 24.3 points. Who would you rather have in Dynasty going forward, Shahid or Dotson? Tough one. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that is a tough one. Um, I think Dotson has, I mean, Samuel's dropped off a little bit, hasn't he? He's Samuel's out injured, isn't he? So he's sort of moved back up the target. Perhaps when Samuel comes back, he could drop down. Shahid, I have taken an, a sneaky punt in a couple of places as well. So probably I'll go with Shahid because I've got him, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose with Dotson, I've been burnt a little bit with his inconsistency. Yeah. And I, tend, I have him on bench, on bench in a few places. And when I put him in, he underperformed. And when I leave him on the bench, he does perform. Yeah. The, old, the old fancy you, rule. You paid a lot more for him at the start of the season in the draft as well than you will have for Shahid, right? Yeah, oh, uh, without a doubt. Yeah. So, so yeah, you probably got more of a bargain with Shahid. So it'll be interesting to see how those two develop. Brock Purdy. Now, his form has dipped uh, as the 49ers' form has dropped off. He had no interceptions in five weeks. And he's had five in three weeks, but he's still QB 10. So I suppose the advice with Brock Purdy, I mean, they've got their bye week, maybe sort out what issues they've got and don't panic, I suppose, when it comes to Brock Purdy. Well, they've obviously stuck with him, haven't they? They've got rid of Lance, so they've they've made their commitment to him. They're hardly going to get a high draft pick, so they need to work with what they've got. Travis Kelsey. Uh, now, we're not going to mention her who can't be mentioned. <laughs> mentioned. I saw was it on? I saw a stat like Kelsey's form with yeah, her, without yeah, her. I mean, yeah, for crying yeah. out loud, I pray to God she's not flying to Germany because that'll be an absolute circus. But anyway, he was tight end 14 this week. That can't have happened very much. But he got a, what, a respectable 11.8 points. So it wasn't, it wasn't a disaster. But there were 10 tight ends this week who had 15 or more fancy points. And compare that to other, other weeks. Week seven, there were seven who had 15 or more. Week six, two. Week five, eight. Four, three. Week three, four. Week two, three. And week one, two. So it seems that tight ends warm up as the season go on. They, they've really put up the scores over the last few weeks. Is that a thing? The tight ends taking time to warm up? I mean, the rookies, you expect them to take more time to come in. So perhaps, but it, maybe it's just they've been so bad at the start of the year. I they can't really get much worse. Yeah, the, those first two weeks. So across the first three weeks, there were only nine tight end scores above 15 points. So so that's pretty paltry, isn't it? So maybe it was just a really bad start. The dangers of streaming defences were highlighted this week, something we talk about in the Fancy Five podcast. But three of the top four fancy defences were the Broncos, the Raiders and the Giants. Yeah. So uh, nobody would have predicted that no. and nobody would have, uh, you know, streamed those thinking they'd have a good week, I wouldn't have thought. Josh Dobbs, I think we can definitely talk about him. He's currently QB7, so he's up there just ahead of Sam Howell, actually. But he threw two horrible interceptions against the Ravens. And I'm sure if Mark was here, we'd go on about how good the Ravens' defense is. We <laughs> wish they are, obviously. But the interceptions were almost nothing to do with the defense. They were just horrible. How does his fancy value change with the trade uh, to the Vikings, of course? Um, we did a vote on, on the TH Fancy yep. uh, page. And 57% think his, his value is higher. Uh, nine, just 9% said it was lower and 34% think it's about the same. What, what, what are you thinking, Probably Tom? about the same at the minute. I mean, once he gets 
if he well, he's not going to be there when Jefferson comes back, is he? If he gets Jefferson back, obviously he's playing with one of the top two wide receivers in the league. Well, we'll talk about Cousins in a second, but I think he's yeah. out for the season. So they're going to stick with Dobbs unless he has a nightmare, yeah. you'd think, for the rest of the season. I suppose results-wise, now they've had a pickup in results, they might want to get Jefferson back if they're in with a chance of the playoffs. Yeah. So he could be coming back sooner than maybe they were thinking. I don't know. but That's going to increase his chance of performing well, isn't it? He had, I mean, who's he had it? really just Hollywood Brown this year, has it? That's it. Yeah. And and I think um, uh, I spoke to Pestel about this week and he, you know, it was just volume to Brown, wasn't it? And, yeah. and, and they were they were making that link up. Right, Cup Watch, uh, which uh, a feature that's, that's dying a death because he's had two <laughs> bad weeks uh, and we've seen him drop back down to wide receiver 55. So a lot of ground to make up. I suppose he's had all that injury time. Yeah, he had yeah, the injury yeah, time. But yeah. yeah, wide receiver 55. I was surprised. I was scrolling and scrolling and thought I'd missed him. Yeah. But yeah, wide receiver 55. I thought maybe we should do Cook Watch, uh, Dalvin <laughs> Cook, who is currently RB69. Right. He's behind Nick Chubb, who played one and a half <laughs> games. Uh, and he's still started by 11% of managers. So are those 11% the ones who set their team and never change it? I can only assume they, that's they what... Must be bottom of the league, not playing for it. Yeah, or, or, yeah, or yeah. it was like... Girlfriends, uh, sorry, that's quite a sexist comment. Uh, apologies, Abby. <laughs> uh, partners, uh, you know, who maybe aren't interested in the NFL. Um, may- maybe that's just who doesn't open the sleeper up. After How has he been on. so bad? Well, that's I'll tell thing, you. Like, fallen from grace uh, so much. Are you ready for this roll of honour? So far, he has been RB, 33, 77, 41, 58, 49, 56, and 74. I mean, for somebody who was... A top five running back? Yeah, that yeah, is absolutely spectacular. Yeah, and he's had the injuries. and I mean, perhaps the Vikings just played to his strength. Yeah, and I mean, obviously his replacement, Madison isn't doing that much better. Well, he is doing better. But I think it's interesting, isn't it, that Akers has gone to the Vikings and uh, and he, he seems to have supplanted Madison. Depressing. I've got Madison in loads of places because I thought it was good value. I, I, I agreed. I think the only yeah. reason I haven't got him is because you took him yeah. in so many leagues. So, so yeah, right. This week, we have buys again after no buys uh, last week. So, buys this week for Jags, 49ers, CMC owners. This is your warning. Get CMC onto the bench. Uh, The Lions and the Broncos. So, some big fancy players missing this week, some top scorers. Injuries. So, it was another bad week for injuries, especially at quarterback. Matthew Stafford, a thumb injury. He didn't return after halftime, although uh, I think... Oh, is it short? No, who's their manager? Who's there? McVay. Sean McVay. Sean Payton. Matthew, Staff- Matthew Stafford, thumb injury. He didn't return after half time, although I think Sean McVay thought that he might. But I think he's on track for week nine. So uh, just hang fire on Stafford. The big quarterback injury was, of course, Kirk Cousins. An ACL injury means it's a season ender. And I think the NFL is a sadder place without him. Oh, definitely. I just think, oh, he broke, your, he broke your heart, didn't he? He <laughs> yeah. sat on there. He obviously knew it was a bad injury and he was applauding his team. Is that the end of him as well? Well, I know, yeah. I mean, maybe the end of him at the Vikings, yeah. possibly. Yeah. But I can't imagine him. Surely he's going to end up somewhere. If it, What? As a starting quarterback somewhere. Someone would have him, won't they? I mean, how old is he now? Getting on a little bit. Isn't yeah, he? he's still got a good few years left in that, as I said. Tyrod Taylor, rib injury. Uh, he's out of hospital, but he's a doubt for week nine. But they expect Danny Dimes to be back. So uh, Danny DeVito's son isn't going to play. Is he Danny DeVito's <laughs> son? In my head, he's Danny DeVito's son. Uh, isn't going to play. So Danny Dimes will be back, but I don't know 
Danny Dimes has had such a ropey season, hasn't he? Kenny Pickett, another rib injury, but says he will be playing for sure against the Titans on Thursday night football. So clearly that's not significant. I suppose the other major injury this week was Kendrick Bourne, someone we've talked up on the yeah. pod over the last few weeks. A bit of a season ender, so a bit gutted for him, just as he was getting going. So a real blow for the Pats, yeah, that is. You've got to feel for them, haven't you? When they come on, you know, like that and actually start to do well and then to take the injury. And a couple of other injuries to keep an eye on. Darren Waller with his hamstring. I think he re-aggravated that. Standard. Yeah. So I would not be surprised to see him miss a couple of weeks. And Curtis Samuel's got a poorly toe. So uh, <laughs> keep an eye on Curtis You always feel Samuel. funny when they say, oh, turf toe. And they say, how bad can it be? You pay, you pay millions of dollars a, <laughs> yes. a game and you've got turf toe. I don't... Yeah, when, when Patrick Mahomes came in, I feel a bit poorly. <laughs> you know, what, what happens then? You know, you paid like close to a billion dollars, get on that pitch and take some tablets or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, we're getting back to Mahomes. He clearly wasn't right, was he? So that's the injuries. And what, what's up next? Seats of the week. Right, so uh, sits of the week. So as usual, I've, I've uh, as you know, we've swapped roles this week. So I'm doing the pestle role. So Pestle normally looks at the DVOA ranking in terms of, it's basically a, a formula that works out who's who's been the best defence based on who they've played, etc. So number one in a, currently in the DVO rankings are the Ravens. So this week they've got the Seahawks. So I'd be very wary starting anyone from the Seahawks against the Ravens. I would definitely sit Bobo. <laughs> it's just funny name. Yeah, it's, it's just, just a, a funny, funny name. name. <laughs> uh, I'd definitely sit uh, JSN and Charbonnet. When it comes to the others, like Geno Smith, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf and Kenneth Walker, you're probably going to start them, but don't expect them to get much back against the Ravens' defence because they have been absolutely insane the last few weeks. Yeah, but you can't not start Ken Walker or Metcalf. Exactly. So, you, so you'll so you start yeah, them. you've got but, to start. But don't, but don't expect much from them. 49ers are number two, but they've got a bye this week. Uh, the Bills, uh, as we know, are against the Bengals. So Bengals-wise against the Bills, I'd be wary of maybe starting Boyd or Higgins. Higgins, you're probably going to start regardless. Chase is on form. He'll get volume. And I would say to stop Mixon, but he... Uh, to stop Mixon. I would say that's what the Bills would be trying to do. I would say to bench Mixon, but he looked electric against the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, really did. good. The best I've seen him in a long time. So, you know, I would say uh, bench him, but he, he has looked a lot better. Then uh, the next two defences play each other. So the Chiefs are up against, who are ranked four, up against the Finns. You're going to start Hill and Waddle. But wary of anyone else making an impact, but was it ever thus with the Dolphins yeah. uh, once you get past Mostert? And then switching it round, the Finns, who are the fifth-ranked defence against the Chiefs. You're going to start Mahomes. You're going to start Kelsey. You're going to start Pacheco. Who else is trustworthy at wide receiver? That's the question you've got to ask. You've got Tony. You've got MVS. Nicole Hardman's back. Is he going to get a lot of workload in his first week? Rasheed Rice, Sky Moore. I don't know who you trust. I mean, really. Rice has looked quite good, hasn't he? He's been solid, hasn't yeah, he, the rookie? Yeah. Who are you uh, sitting this week, then? Who have you got no faith in? I'm going to go with one of... Well, I could have picked any of the Green Bay offence, but I'm going to go with Aaron Jones, who has... Well, they've all struggled, right? They've been absolutely horrendous so far this season. He had an elite week one, scoring 26 points. But he's done nothing out of note, missing three games to injury and returning really to limited snap counts. Um, he's already hit that dreaded running back age of 28. He's no longer got Aaron Rodgers passing him the ball. And, you know, and I think that's had an effect. He, he was such a pass-catching back that boosted his numbers so much. Love has been so poor. 
Um, I just can't really see any reason to start. Um, this week, they get the Rams. Um, who, all right, you know, they had 35 points skate, scored against them last week with a monster showing from the Cowboys. But so far, they've only scored less than 10 points once this year. Wow. And I mean, it's not like it's AJ Dillon's getting the workload because no, he, he's not no, scoring either. No. I, I, I sense you're, you're disappointed I with the Packers. Very, so far. very disappointed. They've been awful, haven't they? You know, the wide receivers haven't done it. Uh, Love's looked. Well, after out a, of his depth, a yeah, really. I mean, after a, a bright start, fancy wise yeah. at least, I think yeah, the Packers haven't looked great, and they are missing Rodgers. It, from my point of view, a couple of players that I would I wouldn't be starting this week. Damian Pierce, he's he's been splitting carries with Devin Singletree in the Texans' backfield. He's had a horrible three weeks. Uh, scored, I think, below close to five points or below um, for the last three weeks, and he's got the Bucks this week, who are probably. Uh, along with the Vikings, one of the most improved defences in the league this year. So I expect him to continue to struggle. Damien, uh, Damien Pierce, have you got him in any leagues? Uh, one. Man, he's been, yeah, he's been he, terrible. He's had terrible, really. hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, I read a thing when we were researching this. Someone even suggested potentially dropping. I think that's maybe a bit drastic. Age, yeah, I mean, I don't trade value. I'm not sure what he's got. He's still young, isn't he, Pierce? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm certainly not playing him this week. And going back to someone we mentioned earlier who had a great week eight, and that's Shahan Dotson, he had that amazing week eight, but he is the archetypal inconsistent wide receiver. Yeah. You just can't rely on him. He's so inconsistent. And this week, he plays the Pats, who have got a very good secondary, and they'll make life very difficult for him and the other receivers. So Dotson is somebody that I would maybe keep an eye on this week. And I'd, I'd be thinking about benching. Don't get carried away. It's got to be so hard to trust playing him because he's been so up and down. Yeah, I, like I said, <laughs> every week I put him in the wrong place. Yeah. So, so don't come to me. Right, before we uh, move on to uh, the more positive side uh, this week, let's hear from our sponsors over at Stateside. Fantasy football is all about collecting the best roster of players. So why not assemble your roster at home with some help from Stateside Sports? With over 30 sports trading card products in stock right now, Stateside Sports is the best place to grab the latest releases in sports trading cards. Collect autographs of your favorite stars, rookie cards of the hottest prospects, and rare super short print cards to make your collection as unique as your fantasy team. Start your search the best way possible. Visit statesidesports.co.uk now. Had much luck in breaks recently, Tom? Uh, not the last couple, but before that I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah a couple of nice... Nice, nice auto, Jordan, isn't not yeah. Auto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it went up in yeah, value yeah, and then just dropped off the cliff. Starts of the week. So as with uh, sits of the week, we'll look at DVOA ranking and we'll look at the bottom five defences. So the Giants are the worst defense. Well, they had, they had a very good week eight. Uh, so they're up against the Raiders. So uh, I would say start Jimmy G, but goodness me, was he terrible yeah. this week. I mean, Devontae Adams looked like he wanted to punch him and he's very <laughs> fed up with him, isn't he? So regardless of who Jimmy G is playing, I, I wouldn't start him. Adams to bounce back. I mean, I can't see him having another terrible week, but I don't know. Uh, Jacobs, Jacoby Myers might be worth a start against the Giants. The Colts uh, are playing the 31st ranked defense. So that's the Panthers. So you're going to start Minshew. He's been brilliant. Him and uh, obviously Josh Downs have linked up brilliantly, yes, haven't yeah. they? Obviously, JT is back and looking like his old self. Moss, Pittman, they all could have big, big weeks, would you say? Yeah, Pittman's been lucky the last few, hasn't he? And Moss has still stayed around, even though JT's back. I wonder how much longer they'll split as much time as they have been. 
yeah, JT certainly well, pretty much back up to speed. Uh, the third worst defense of the Raiders, and they're up against the Giants. So as we said, Danny Dimes is likely to return, but I'd be a bit wary. He's going to be rusty, uh, and he's not been in great form anyway. But obviously, you're going to start Saquon. You might consider Matt Breida, possibly. Uh, and then you've got, when it comes to the wide receivers... Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Slayton, Hodgins, Wondell Robinson. Yeah. You starting any of those? Yeah. I mean, maybe, like you said, with um, obviously the injury to Waller. Yeah. I mean, Bellinger might be someone to keep yeah. an eye on as well, possibly because of that. Bears are the fourth worst defence. They're up against the Saints. So Carr, I'd definitely be starting Derek Carr at the moment. He's had good form over the last four weeks. Running backs... Uh, outside Calvin, uh, Calvin? Outside Alvin <laughs> Kamara, you've got Jamal Williams, Kendra Miller. They might be worth a start. Alave, I'll not say much about him because we're going to talk about him shortly. Uh, Thomas, Rashid Shahid, Taysom Hill, probably worth a start. Oh, he's a hard, another hard one to predict the week. We, we, I think we talk about him most weeks, even though we don't like talking about him. But yeah, very hard to predict. And the fifth worst defense are the Cardinals. They're up against the Browns. It's likely to be PJ Walker again. Uh, so I'd avoid unless you're desperate there. But Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt. Um, I think Kareem Hunt's probably the number one running back again there, would you say? Yeah. But I expect Ford to have a decent workload. You're obviously going to start Amari Cooper. Elijah Moore, dare I say, uh, and Njoku as well uh, are all worth starting. But the Browns... What's uh, up with Watson? I don't know. He just look. <laughs> I'm just... Uh, apparently... Uh, what did I read that he's he's unlikely to start week nine as, as he rests up to play the Ravens? So uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe he's just not, not feeling they paid him way too much money and dumped oh, him way on, too Honestly, much. Browns fans must have nightmares about the picks and everything they gave up for Watson because he's been so underwhelming, hasn't he? And PJ Walker is certainly not the answer. Uh, who are you looking at this week as, uh, as starting? Who are you being more positive about? Uh, so Alave, as we mentioned. You know, he's obviously had a bit of an up-and-down year and he's kind of struggled to make that regular connection with Derek Carr. He only has one wide receiver, one finish. But he's continuing to draw that major target share in their offence. Um, even on a season low, 74% of snaps. He was still targeted the most nine times. Uh, Alave's... Well, here's the important stat for him, right? Oh, I'm ready. Go on, I go think on. he's good. So Alave's 14th in the NFL in targets per game at 9.8, mainly a downfield threat. Okay, but but it's here we're looking at. In fact, he ranks second only to AJ Brown with 1,050 air yards. Wow, yeah. that's a good stat. Yeah. Pester would be proud of that one. Yeah. You know, he's been targeted nine times in the end zone. So he's tied with players like Chase, Brown, CD Lamb. So the targets are there. It's just not quite connecting. So the explosive plays are... They are there and the volume's there. It's just not quite connecting. You know? Yeah, and Alave, I mean, he's someone Pestle's been very high on this season. He has disappointed to an extent. But as I said, cars improving, so... You, you know, that click might happen and he could have a great second half of the season. Anyone else? Uh, Dalton Kincaid was my other man. So he burst onto the scene over the last two weeks, scoring 15 and a half and 17 and a half points. Um, this week, he'll be up against the 21st ranked defence of the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, he's, he's not getting any points. Uh, they're allowing 232 yards per game so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more importantly, I expect it, and Vegas expects it to be a high-scoring game with the over/under set at forty-nine points. So he's likely to see lots of. Goals. Oh, I hope it's going to be a big shootout. <laughs> Last week they ramped up his starting numbers, going from just sixty-one percent to eighty-four percent of snaps. Obviously, that's giving him more opportunities to get out there. I don't expect him to have another twenty-point game, but his projections are nine. You know, he, I'm sure he could easily outscore. Yeah, that. I mean, the Bengals historically have struggled against tight ends. And, you know, um, so that, that's something to consider. But 
Bengals have got a really good secondary. Like Logan Wilson is having a phenomenal season, as in as is Jermaine Pratt. So, so uh, both at linebackers. So, yeah, but I would not be surprised if Kincaid have a decent game. Right back to me then. So a few people that I, I'm definitely having a look at this week. Rashad White. He's been much more consistent recently. Last game uh, against the Bills, he had a very good week. Nine carries for 39 yards, but also seven catches for 70 yards. So Baker and him are starting to link up. So uh, he's never going to be dominant, but someone maybe to think about for a flex spot. Darrell Henderson at the Rams. I mean, I've written down here, start him. Uh, with Stafford's fitness in question, I think he's going to get a lot of work at, at Lambeau against the Packers. Yeah, who have been off. <laughs> no, no, no more needs to be said. And it pains me a little bit to say the next one because I don't like to be positive about anything Steelers related. But Deontay Johnson, I've got to be positive about him. He saw 14 targets against the Jags uh, and he's had two very solid weeks, 12.9 and 16.5 fantasy points. So Deontay Johnson is somebody that I would be having a look at Can this week. Can he get week. a touchdown? Can he get a touchdown? Hopefully not because it's the Steelers and we all hate the Steelers. So, Tom, now it's time for you to lead the next feature. Fire from the Wire. Uh, so for this week's Fire from the Wire, uh, I've tried to uh, have a look down the list and select some fancy gold for you. Starting off at tight end, we've already mentioned him a few times in the show, Trey McBride. He's rostered 84% of leagues. Um, he was 2022's rookie tight end one coming out of the draft. Yes, really. Yes, he was very right. highly talented, wasn't he? But he had a pretty quiet first season. You're gonna have to expect that, obviously, with Kyler Murray missing and being stuck behind Zach Ertz. Um, you know, if he's rostered, you're unlikely to have played him up to this point. Now, with it, like many seasons going down and ending up on IR, McBride steps back in, and he's shown flashes, having a couple of top twenty uh, and a tight end two finish last year. This week, we, you know, with Joshua Dobbs at centre, he went on to score thirty-two points. He might not be amazing, amazing next week, um, but Murray's expected back week 10. So I think he's a good pickup looking slightly further down the line. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Clayton Tune, I think, will be at quarterback this week. So don't expect a big week from him this no, week. But no. yeah, maybe I, I could see him having a strong end to the season. He's been incredibly popular, or he will be this week on the waiver wire. And so second up, we've got a Will Levis quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, rostered in 11% of leagues, drafted a lot later than many expected. Uh, I'm sure you've all seen the videos, in, as we mentioned earlier, sitting around looking miserable with who I think is now his ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that was that was horrible, wasn't it? As yeah. he just waited and, and waited and waited. And waited. waited. It's the cruelty of football, I suppose. Uh, but it's finally all coming up for him. Malik Willis has looked awful. Uh, yes, I think that's a, that's a, fi a fine adjective. And Tannehill... There are no adjectives that we can use on this podcast <laughs> to describe Tannehill. <laughs> A shadow of the player who perhaps once was. That's very kind, Tom. <laughs> so in steps Levis and finishes as the QB six in his first ever NFL start. He throws for 238 yards, four touchdowns and zero interceptions uh, with a 65.5% completion rate uh, and rush for an extra 11 yards uh, on seven attempts. So he can run the ball. He adds that little bit extra with his feet. Um, it looks like, as we said, Tannehill's still going to be out this week. I wouldn't perhaps spend too much, you know, if you've got a fab waiver, I wouldn't go too crazy on him, but he could be a sneaky pickup. I picked him up in the Keeper League, for example. Yeah, he's not He's not going to be QB6 every week, is he? And uh, but he's not going to have that sort of week. But, you know, he, he might be better than something that you've already got as your flex option in the super flex. So, so yeah, he might be worth a punt. And we stay at QB now, and we're looking at Jaron Hall of the Minnesota Vikings. So he steps in as Captain Kirk's 
is out with his torn Achilles. The Vikings hastily, hastily trade for Joshua Dobbs, uh, but declare Jan Hall the start for this week. He's currently rostered in 0% of leagues. That's a high. <laughs> literally 0% of leagues. So he's likely to be available on the waiver wire. Uh, obviously, we know very little about him, right? It, and it's going to be... I mean, like they've said, now they've said that he's starting, I think they, they probably almost certainly will start with him, even though they've brought Josh Dobbs in. But surely it's going to be one week. But then that, that gives Dobbs a couple of weeks to get the playbook learned, you'd think, rather than just chucking him straight in. He's got to be. I mean, he's only had that little start against the horrendous Packers offense. Even then, he managed a 75% completion percentage, but he only threw for 23 yards. Um, college stat-wise, uh, you know, reasonable stat line. 24 games a starter, uh, 16 wins, 8 losses, completing 468 passes for 6,174 yards and 11 interceptions. So I just can't see him being the long-term pickup. Really. Not at all. Uh, I think you, leave him alone would be my option. Uh, this week, oh, wow, who, who am I looking at? Well, it's somebody that we mentioned on the F5 podcast uh, last week uh, as a potential pickup, and he's become even more relevant now. And that's Demario Douglas of the Patriots, the wide receiver. He's had two solid weeks against two top five defences, uh, and he's got the Commanders and the Colts coming up before the bye, so two less solid defences. He's got loads of upside for Dynasty. And as we know, as we discussed earlier, Kendrick Bourne is out for the season. So that, that rockets Douglas up the pecking order. I mean, it gives him the potential of being wide receiver one at the Patriots. He's not got much competition, but certainly in the top two. Uh, his snap percentage in the first few weeks ranged from 8% to 41%. That was weeks one to five. But the last two weeks, it's gone up to 62 and then 77%. So he's getting the reps. He's only rostered in 8% of the league, so I expect him to be very popular. Uh, and I think he, you know, he is someone that could get you points over the next couple of weeks. Have they fixed Mac Jones? Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, Mac Jones is never going to be good. He's never <laughs> going to be Tom Brady. He's so never going to be mean... Tom Brady. So what's the kindest thing you can say about Mac Jones? He's not looked terrible recently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's fair. Right, back to you, Tom. Who else are we looking at? Uh, so, last up, we're going to look at a man who we're happy to be back in our lives, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I, I don't have a hold a grudge against Leonard Fournette. I mean, there's no guarantee he's going to start this week, so he's been signed by the Bills onto their practice squad, um, and obviously he's got to break into that first team. James Cook's still going to be your RB1 there, and I think there's no reason, you know, he's going to supplant him. Um, but he could easily outshow Latavius Murray, right? Yeah, well, I'd expect him to, possibly. And, <laughs> I, 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 I hedged it on the end there. I expect him to, possibly. I mean, if he does that, you'd expect him to eat into Kirk Cook's workload slightly. He's obviously the bigger back. You know, his first six seasons saw him leading the line as RB1 for Jacksonville and Tampa Bay with impressive finishes, including, these are the seasonal finishes, RB12, 6, 7 and 9. Well, yeah, you forget how good he was. So he can do the business still, can't he? It will all just depend, obviously, with him hitting the dreaded age of 28. Is that him, you know, is that him over? Is this a, a final? Yeah, it, see, it seems to, it does seem to be that dreaded age when it comes to running backs now, doesn't it? Yeah, he's certainly perhaps worth a punt. But again, I wouldn't be splashing too much fab on him. No, Murray was somebody we, we talked about for a few weeks across the podcast as maybe being relevant, but he was getting the goal line work, but that seems to have dried up. So Finette is definitely that option, isn't he? And finally, we're going to look at the uh, New Orleans Saints defence. Ooh, a defence. A defence. So to get the stuttering Chicago offence this week, with Justin Fields out with a dislocated thumb, it's back to uh, it's Tyson. Is it Bajent? Bajent? I back, say Bajent. Bajent. But that might be wrong. 
Uh, he had a disaster last week, throwing for 232 yards and two interceptions. Uh, the Bears' O-line struggled to protect him all night. And really, you know, their all, overall offense is just continuing to underperform. The Saints' defense haven't been elite this year, but they're currently ranked 13th on the season with some strong performances against Tennessee and Green Bay. All right, not the best offenses, but <laughs> No, that surprises me because I was about to say, I think the Saints have been a huge disappointment at defense in fantasy. So they're better than I thought. So they had the monster week against the Patriots. Uh, where they scored like 30-odd points that week. Yes. Um, so hopefully they should start this strongly this week. And next week, they've also got the Vikings. So we're either starting Hall or Dobbs in their first start. And then a bye followed by Atlanta. So maybe one you could, I mean, you probably don't want to hold on to them through the bye, but potentially you've got space on your bench. Yeah, so so the Saints might, might be good for a few weeks at defence. Good shout. Right, so that's the waiver wire done. Good luck with your pickups this week. Uh, and it's time, unfortunately, and he, I'm not going to escape this week. It's time for us to get competitive. Fantasy Props. Pistol versus Ed. It's not going well for me. I'm 6-2 down uh, after last week. The last week we had the battle of the big boys as we um, we picked from wide receiver one, tight end one, running back one and quarterback one. Pestle ended up with Tyreek Hill and CMC. I ended up with Kelsey and Josh Allen. I got very excited because Josh Allen started off the weekend with a brilliant 30.1. Uh, Tyreek Hill had an okay-ish 25.2. Uh, so I was quite happy with that. But then CMC uh, racked up 29.8. Kelsey had a terrible, well, terrible week. <laughs> had an average week, 11.8. So another convincing win for Mr. Pestle. 55 points to my 41.9. So that means he is 6-2 up. And if the starting one, which was worth three points, is probably 9-2 up. So it's getting to crisis <laughs> yeah. station stuff. It really is. Mathematically, you're I, I think I'm mathematically <laughs> still in it. So I'm going to keep on trying. Uh, but this week I'm very confident. Well, that's, at least you're going to keep going. You know, that's a good, like a good lead. Make <laughs> Thank sure. you. Don't just give up. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Leave. Thank no, you. You're a loser. So in the Wookie, in the Wookie wide, <laughs> the, 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 the Wookie, that would be a different uh, draft. In the rookie wide receiver draft this week. So I think this stemmed from uh, a discussion that Pestle was having with somebody about rookie wide receivers and their last production. Week's last week's vote, wasn't it? And then admittedly, they were three average wide receivers at best. Uh, at best. So uh, it stemmed from that. But I think, we, you know, we're very much making the case that there are a lot of great wide receiver options out in the rookie class. So it's just focused on this week with picking three wide receivers each. I got the first pick. So I almost inevitably chose Puka, Puka Nakua. He's got the Packers this week. Yeah. So that paid, a, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I would have chosen him anyway, but when I saw he was playing the Packers, I was very happy. I knew who Pester was choosing next, and I was very happy with who he chose next. Zay Flowers, uh, he's up against the Seahawks. Zay Flowers is up and down, but I was praying he was to choose Zay Flowers because I debated taking Josh Downs first ahead of Puka Nakua because he's had a very consistent few weeks, uh, and uh, he's got the Panthers, another poor defence. So I was very happy to take you, Josh you, Downs. You wouldn't have got Puka if you'd taken Downs. No, I wouldn't. He no, would have taken played Puka. that pretty well. Exactly. Really. So I was very, yeah, very happy with that. Fooled him with his Ravens bias. Yeah, his Ravens bias. And no matter what he says, the Ravens bias plays the part. And Puka, I'd have chosen Josh Downs ahead of Flowers. Somebody who I think would maybe have come into the debate for the top two or three would have been Jordan Addison. But of course, with Kirk Cousins going yeah, down, that affected yeah. it. So he went next. And then there was quite a few options, I would say. And this might make you happy, Tom, because I, I, I debated Rasheed Rice. I debated JSN. 
but, uh, and Bobo maybe, but I thought against the Ravens, they're not going to do much. So I went with Jaden Reed, who I think has a, a, a solid couple of weeks. He's been one of the few targets he's managed to hit, hasn't he? But yes. It actually makes me feel disappointed for you because you're going to lose another Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I was so happy as well. So I, I debated Rasheed Rice, but that's who Pestle ended up with. So uh, Rasheed Rice is against the Dolphins, so a tough game. Uh, and I think that played my part in the decision. You've got the Rams, who aren't a great defence. So I think that's why I went for Reed over Rice, ultimately. So this week, I've got Nakua. Josh Downs and Jaden Reed and Pestle has got Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison and Rasheed Rice. Can I get my third point on the board? Yes, I fancy you for a win this I, week. I yeah, I'm very yeah, confident yeah. Looking at those names on paper. I, I've yeah, got definitely. to be confident. Right. Final section of the show, Tom. We've made it. Just one more to go before, so we don't we don't <laughs> destroy the podcast the forever. <laughs> yeah. uh, Malcolm? Sunday Night Bet Club. So as we approach the halfway point of the season... I thought it was a good chance to have a look at some of the, the markets for who's going to be, uh, you know, the top in each position, the top performing player in each position uh, over, well, over the whole season. So uh, I've, I've, I've come up with uh, a bet, which I think will happen. And then I've come up with another bet, which has turned into... <laughs> it's time for Ed's Big Bets! <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about them. So... Is, is it till the end of the regular season or does it include playoffs? I think this includes regular season. Right. So this is just right. regular season. Okay. So um, looking at quarterbacks first, seem, if we're looking at most passing yards, it seems to be a two-horse race between Mahomes and Tua. Anyone else in that conversation for you? No, not out of those. No. According to the bookies, it's yeah. very tight between yeah. them. Uh, Mahomes, 3.0. Tua, 3.25. Alan Goff, Herbert. Uh, and Matthew Stafford are up there. Uh, but yeah, Mahomes or Tua. Uh, when it comes to rushing leaders, I think there's one name when everybody's yeah, hit. CMC. Uh, CMC, he's he's at 3.0. But Travis Etienne and DeAndre Swift are both in single figures. So I think that shows what great seasons they're having. Etienne's eights, DeAndre Swift's nines. I'd expect most to, to be higher on the list. Yes. I mean, has uh, he just had high scores and not? I thought he'd done a fair few yards. Yeah, yards I think, yeah, well. Pestle uh, says that most uh, tends to go missing, and I think he's right. He ha- he's had some monster weeks, but I think he's just not consistent enough. Or Hall, maybe? Yeah, I mean, he's he's up there Coming as well, strong, isn't, isn't he, he, Brees Hall? But I don't think anyone's going to get him. No, no. is he? I think that, that would it be crazy to argue otherwise. And then uh, we could look at wide receivers. We could look at touchdowns, but let's look at receiving yards. Uh, there's, it's a two-horse race again for this with maybe a one-horse race. Tyreek Hill we've talked about at 1.8. AJ Brown, 5.5. Do we look outside those two? I, I don't think you can look outside that one, can you, really? When you look at the stats and the, all the things that seem to come out about him, I just seem to see graphic after graphic of how many yards he's gone, how much better than everyone he is. So, yeah, you'd say Tyreek yeah. Hill is, is, is nailed on. So, I've gone for a, a sensible bet, which uh, I think will potentially come in. And I think I fancy Tua to sneak it over Mahomes. I think he's consistently getting huge yards. So I go for Tua, CMC and Hill. So if I choose arguably the three favourites, apart from Tua slightly behind Mahomes, I get odds of 17.55. So, you know, worth a few quid maybe. Tua's not a bad punt, really. He, he, I think obviously people are still a little bit afraid of him because of the concussion stuff last year. But actually, could he be... Well, I mean, the Dolphins have been a relentless, haven't they? Yeah, so I think that's that's fairly uh, not safe, but that that that's definitely more gettable than my outside bet. So my outside bet 
is Jamar Chase to have a monster second half of the season and, you know, catch everything. Uh, he's at 21s. Uh, Josh Allen uh, to, to be top quarterback in terms of passing yards. I mean, not a ridiculous shout, but he'd, again, he'd have to have a strong second half of the season. And Travis Etienne at eights to have the most rushing yards. Again, the likelihood of him beating CMC slid. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, but this turns it into a monster Ed's big bet. And that, that gives you odds of 1,848 uh, because it won't come in, Tom. The brakes are on you. <laughs> the brakes are on me, very much so. So, that's it, Tom. We've done it. I think, uh, well, I don't know about the quality. Uh, uh, Pestler said that he, uh, you will know how good it's been because uh, if it's really short, <laughs> then he's edited out all the good bits. It's a 20-minute so, yeah. show. So, if it's a 20-minute show, then it's because Pestle's edited out all the good bits. But I've enjoyed myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. And I think another great week of uh, NFL action, we've got the, the Germany game to look forward to, Finns against Chiefs. I love a bonus game. So, that means a bonus game on Sunday. Come on, Tom, put your neck on the line. Finn's Chiefs, who's going to win that one? Finn. Finn. Okay. Right. Well, there's your prediction. I'll go Chiefs, just to even things up. Uh, but I think, Tom, as your, you know, the end of your first show, I think you know what's coming. Are you ready? Malcolm, take us home. You have been listening to Pestle and Ed of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter.